Welcome to the Foreigners and Fathers podcast, where two nerdy parents take on the quest of parenthood. This is a podcast where we will share and compare our experiences when it comes to life as immigrants, new parents, and some other things in between. Today, episode 4, on the quest for communication. So, our short recap of last episode, we went over on our journey on how did we find work to find substance, and how did we find communication, uh, sorry, communication, <laughs> accommodation to be able to not be at the mercy of the elements. We talk about how is it that we integrated into society and what is it that marked for us the moment in which we felt integrated and we talked a little bit about our hobbies. Today we're going to be talking about the language itself and all the well the difficulties it entailed uh, entitled uh, I speak in a different language. As you can see, I'm still not very good with English. So, how do you feel about it, man? I, 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 you know what? I was just going to say, starting the episode and going on the recap and, and confusing, not confusing, but saying communication instead of accommodation and all of that. I think it's a perfect intro, isn't it? Oh, I did it on purpose. Yeah, yeah no, like it, it was part of my plan. <laughs> perfect. Yeah, so for me, you know. Oh, I can't remember what you asked me. That's a shame. What did you what ask? do you think of languages? Like, how do you feel about not being native and starting to talk English all the time? It wasn't a very thought-out question, so I understand what you get confused. I mean, how is it that you feel as someone who all of a sudden had to start speaking under non-native language 24-7? Um... It's 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 strange, isn't it? Um, because you know you go. Yeah, I think in Mexico you only have one official language, isn't it? In Portugal you only have one official language, which is uh, Portuguese. Um, so it's a little bit strange when you know you're not quite used to it, and then you go to another country and you just have to use another language all the time. And I I think that you know English itself is an easy language to do it in because there's like 1.5 billion people in the world speaking it and something that we already covered in a previous episode is that um, both of us we found that coincidence that both of us kind of learned speaking english through video games and everything um but um it's still a bit jarring coming to another country and then suddenly you go like okay well you have to be pulled out of your element pulled out of your comfort zone and you have to speak this new language uh, all, all the time um, it's 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 definitely a little bit strange uh, but I would say that Portuguese people in general there's um, there's a certain familiarity with English uh, and I think one of the reasons and this might sound a bit strange but one of the reasons is that uh, it was, you know, maybe Portuguese people were just a little bit lazy, but when I was a kid, uh, there were almost no dubs for anything. It was a culture that it was mostly about subs. So whenever we had something foreign, it was like, oh, you know what, we're not going to bother dubbing these. Um, we're just actually going to put some subs. The kids will, you know, they know how to, to read. They'll read it and they'll understand it. And I remember, like, watching weekly uh, Simpsons episodes um, that were in American English and I remember being so taken out of it because it was a foreign language but it had all the, the subs and I remember just loving it because it was just something completely different uh, so when I came here it was kind of similar in that, in that sense you suddenly feel like it's something completely external to you yeah uh, uh, it was 
in Mexico there's no uh, subs basically everything is dubbed even on TV now it wasn't until I was a little bit older and then cable got more channels and satellite got like Latin American version of American channels like CW Fox blah 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 then the shows were actually sub but at the beginning everything was dubbed like any sitcom dubbed blah 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 um, it, and even in movies like until this date every movie that is aimed for child for children do you see I, I, again it's very yeah very topical they were speaking about English very it's, topical. Uh, my <laughs> language is escaping me for some weird reason, but every movie aimed at children has to be dubbed. Like, there's no subtitles. Sometimes now they're doing some live action with subtitles, but mostly still dubbed. So I, I definitely understand what you mean in that, in that regard. Yeah, it definitely helps a lot. Uh, but because of this, in terms of the Portuguese culture, like, I think at the moment in Portugal, like, uh, according to the Eurobarometer in 2012, I think a third of Portuguese people speak English and we have a large um, community of English people um, in the south of Portugal and just like tourists coming to the Algarve. So there's, there's quite a lot of familiarity with that as well. Um, but I'll tell you one thing that I've always really liked about the English language, um, and it, which is something that annoys me in Portuguese, and I, I think you have the same in Spanish, which is um, the lack of a formal versus informal uh, modes in oh, English. Yes. Uh, like, in theory, so you're not going to do it with a queen, but in theory you could go up to anyone in the UK and you can treat them by you. So you can say, uh, how are you doing? Uh, you know, how are things with you? Uh, where have you been? Etc. So you can come up to anyone and you just treat them that way, right? Regardless of their status, etc. In Portuguese, you, you have these, like, in other you know latin languages you have all this entire minefield where you have a formal way of addressing someone and an informal way of addressing someone and i'm not just talking about you know someone's very old or something like that that's part of it but i'm talking about people who have qualifications if you, if someone's an engineer you should treat them differently if someone's a doctor you should treat them differently if someone's older you should treat them differently if someone's your teacher you should treat them differently and it's like and sometimes yeah. you would meet someone and you know for the first adding already to an awkward experience of meeting someone new or a potentially awkward experience of meeting someone new you have to kind of unlock in your brain how am I going to treat this person without offending them yeah yeah no it's in Mexico at least is with everyone you don't know you're supposed to unless they're younger than you you're supposed to treat them de usted which is the formal yeah. version we actually have a word in Spanish uh, for when you're not treating someone with de usted, which we say tutear, which means you're talking about tú, because as you were saying, when you know someone, you're familiar with them, it's tú. When you don't know them, it's usted. Precisely. So that's, that's a whole different thing, but it's not only that, also English is a lot of, a lot of the words are onomatopoeias. Like, it's it's such a simpler language in comparison. And I'm not saying that to insult the language by any mean, but it's just so much simpler. It is, Like, yeah. just, the fact, just the fact that things don't have gender, that in itself is such a simplification. Because in, in Spanish, things have a gender. So, yeah. la silla, it's a female. El vaso yeah. is male. 
And if you switch the gender, you sound completely moronic. If you say lavazo, it sounds like you don't know what you're saying, even though it's not really that much of a, <laughs> of a different. But really, if you do it, everyone is like, what? Are you like dumb? Yeah, 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 no, I know exactly what you mean, because it's exactly the same in Portuguese as well. And that's it, not, there's not even any logic to it. It's not like, it's hard to explain, but like, uh, a mesa is something that, you know, the table is feminine. Why? No idea. No reason. No yeah, logic. Like it has a rule, but I don't know it. I just learned it because I was born there, but I don't know what the rule is. I, I is there a rule? I don't do think it has a rule in Portuguese. Yeah, yeah it, it does in Spanish. I think it has to do with the letters that it ends. Obviously, there oh. are some exceptions to the rule, but yeah. depending on how it ends, it's the gender that you apply to it. So if it ends with an A, it's going to be female. One exception yeah. to the rule, for example, is agua, because it's el agua. But mostly that is the rule. But I'm you not know, saying you know, logic funnily enough that logic behind Portuguese, it, but that's the rule. You know that, funnily enough, in Portuguese... Uh, agua is actually masculine. No, no, yeah, sorry, no, feminine, fe feminine, feminine. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, agua is what they say. So, yeah, it's it's, it's quite interesting in that sense. Um, so I, I definitely know what you mean. It is it is a lot simpler, and uh, I, I love it. It's a simple language. Uh, a lot of people know it. Uh, it's very accessible and uh, um, yeah so you know coming here it is a bit jarring at the beginning because everyone's speaking something that you're not quite used to and sometimes like your brain you have to like switch between the languages which can be quite interesting as well um, uh, but another thing that happened as well is that uh, when I came here I didn't really think that Portuguese people had much of an accent uh, but now I do so I had to come here and be exposed to other Portuguese people speaking English uh, to understand the accent like other 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 people you know it's not it's not I, d I don't mean to be offensive in any way but like people who are natural Spanish speakers they have a very strong English accent in general um, mm. same as with Italian uh, same as with French uh, they have very very strong accents when they speak in, in English but Portuguese people they don't have as strong of an accent now I can recognize it but when I came here or before I came here I even thought that Portuguese people didn't have an accent. You know what's weird though? That no one can tell where my accent is unless they've been to Mexico. Because yeah. everyone expects Mexicans to speak like an American Mexican would speak. Kind of like, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you been? Hey, yeah, no, I I'm fine. And Ooh, how, how I, had I had never heard you speak like that. It weirds exactly. me out. It weirds me out, Bruno. <laughs> you see, but everyone expect like when I tell them I'm Mexican, I'm like, oh, but why aren't you speaking like this, eh? And I'm like, well, because that's Mexican Americans. Mexicans, native Mexicans, don't speak like that. But no <laughs> one can put out where I'm from. Like when I was in Mexico working, people will call to the call centers and they and they were like, where are you? India, Philippines? I'm like, no, Mexico. And now when I come here, everyone is like. Are you for some weird part of Canada, or or, or are you American? <laughs> I, and I'm like, no, I'm Mexican. It's just no one knows where my accent is from. Like, I obviously have an accent, but it, no one is able to pinpoint it. The only ones that do is people that have been to Mexico and have spoken with people that learned English in Mexico, and they're like, oh, you're from Latin America, right? I'm like, yes, Mexican. To but be it's fair, so weird because Cholo English is is such a distinguishable. Uh, language now thanks to pop culture so always saying mm. the the a and and enlarging your your vowels huh 
and speaking like <laughs> from the top of your throat, ese, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it weirds me out so much. It weirds me out so much. I'm just not used to you speaking like that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't no. even I didn't even consider that would be a thing that you that you would, you know, do or anything. So that's that's funny. Well, I, um, the, what's funny though is that I don't have the accent, but I have a lot of the words because working in call centers, I work with a lot of Mexican Americans that, for oh, several yeah. reasons, one of them being deportation, for example, were back in Mexico. So I say "foo" all of the time. I say "dog." I say, "Hey, get away from me, dog!" or "What's up, foo?" and stuff like that. And so I don't have the accent, but I still have a lot of the lingo for it, like a lot of the slang still there sometimes even i still and for example it's weird because i mix so here here and that and sometimes i still call people cuss like hey cuss and for actual people that lived in america it's very weird because it's like you cannot say foo and cuss at the same like either you're from the west side or the east side and like i'm from mexico i'm just picking up words as they being taught to me <laughs> i don't know anything about your culture i'm sorry <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. No, exactly. And uh, uh, but to, to be fair, to be fair, when I meant like the strong accent speaking in English, I think I was meaning more like actually people from Spain, which they do have quite a strong accent. Uh, Spanish oh, in itself we, is uh, a strong have an language too. Like, don't get me wrong. I know that Latin America have an accent too. For oh example, yeah, yeah. I started saying it last episode. And I'm jumping a little bit of ahead on myself right now. Yeah, go for it. I remember how much I was made fun of for my pronunciation of the letter D. Because here in the UK, D is pronounced by putting the tongue in just behind your teeth on the roof of your mouth. And in Mexico, it's pronounced by putting your tongue between your teeth, like a TH sound. Yeah. So I would to say something like, oh, I'm going to the drugstore. And people are like, either you have a list or you have a very swollen tongue. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and they were like, say other words with D. I'm like, doctor, dragon. And they're like, yeah, it sounds weird. I'm like, how? But they couldn't explain it. I have to like really look at people and listen how they were talking. I'm like, oh, because they're saying D. And that's why here they're so confusing when you're over the phone. If they're saying D for Delta or T for Tommy. In Mexico, it's very obvious to differentiate between de de dedo and te de tomas because they're yeah. different positions in the mouth. So that that was weird. So that's one of the things that I don't know if that's considered an accent. Actually, it's more like pronunciation, but it's one of the things. And obviously, the R, the fact that we roll it around, English people are not good at it. Well, in the north, they are, but I we're really here in the north. So, yeah. In the oh. north, Scottish people roll the R's more than Mexicans, mate. Like, wow. Yeah. No, I, I did not know that. You know, you know, I can't do it. You know, even though I speak Spanish, I can't roll my R's. I don't know what really? it is. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. So Portuguese freaks... people don't roll the R's? No, no, not really. Um, I, I don't know what I don't know what it is. It freaks me out because obviously, you know, uh, my wife is fro from Argentina, um, but uh, it freaks me out because I can't do it. I've tried. So I tried how do you say Bur Portugal in Portuguese? Uh, Portugal. Portugal. Okay, because in Spanish it's Portugal, but that por is like Portugal. Yeah, but no, no, no. Like even burrito. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Burrito. Burrito. No, no, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. It's very frustrating. And I've learned to live with it. It's uh, Okay, know. well, I'm going to share an embarrassing secret here. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah, when I was 
very, very, very young. Oh, that's another thing. I still, till this day, if I'm switching between Spanish and English, my V's and my B's don't... They, they, I tend to do B sounds instead of B, because oh, in Mexican yeah. Spanish, they're the same. Yeah. I know yeah. that in Spain, they're different, but in Mexican Spanish, they're the same. And the default sound is B. So if right, I'm switching okay. between Spanish and English, and I'm talking in English, my you B's get some spillover. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I was very young, instead of very young, uh, I couldn't roll my R's. I had to go to a special like speech therapy. It was only like four or five classes. I think I don't remember. I was like five years old or four. But I do remember that they put me like a tongue twister and they put a pencil on my mouth and they were like, okay, try to touch the roof of your mouth with the pencil to make the the tongue used to the the movement of the wow seems like i need that yeah maybe maybe you'll be able to uh, to teach me no i i have no idea but it's so weird isn't it like having to go to a speech therapist for something that you know now it it arguably wouldn't even you wouldn't even need to use it that much in terms of like when speaking english I don't know. It is it is interesting, definitely. Uh, but one thing when I came to the UK um, that for me was uh, a surprise was that it turned out that I just didn't know English as well as I thought I did. Um, you know, I had a lot of American English expressions. I said some things that uh, people, uh, you know, found a bit strange like you know with the, the garbage instead of rubbish etc so it, it, and and there was a lot of I, I've always had a good eye for written English um, and I can write English very well um, but when it came to speaking I noticed that I had more of an accent than I thought I had um, and oh here's another embarrassing secret for you yeah I have better spelling in English than I do in Spanish do you Huh. Yeah, but that is not normal. That is because for some weird reason, even though I'm, uh, I'm actually not for quite a long time, but I, w I was a very active reader. But for some reason, spelling in Spanish has always been incredibly difficult for me. It's not like I'm dyslexic or anything. It's just I cannot learn the rules, huh. especially when it comes to accentuating words. Like when I speak it, I know how to pronounce it. But in Spanish, you have to write the accent on top of the letter. I never do it. Or obviously it's also because in Mexico we don't pronounce how they do in Spain. So for me, differentiating between a Z, an S or a C, it's really difficult. So I have because English is simpler and easier, I have better spelling in English than I do in Spanish. I mean, just the fact that it doesn't have an ac that doesn't have accents on top of words, not accents in terms of speaking, but just like the accents on top of certain letters. Yeah, the accentuation of the letters. The yeah. accentuation of it, it, that in itself makes a, a whole big difference, isn't it? Um, but tell me something, because I know that you've mentioned in one of the last episodes, in one of the previous episodes, <coughs> that um, you you attended a bilingual school, didn't you? Yeah, I was jumping in and out of bilingual schools. So, again, I learned, at least that's what I tell myself, I learned English by playing video games and reading comic books. I remember Zelda being the detonator for it. But I did jump between English-speaking schools and non-English-speaking schools. So I, the first bilingual school that I remember did teach me, like, the verb to be, for example, I am, you are, he is, she is. Which, that's another major difference between Spanish and English. In, in English, it's just the to be verb but in Mexico it's ser which means being 
and estar, which means to be in a physical place. Yeah, same or as, not same in a physical place, but to be in a in a place like estoy triste means I'm sad, but it's because you are in a state of sadness. Yeah, same as in Portuguese. Yeah. So, anyways, so I I did jump between bilingual and non-bilingual schools, which made things a little bit tricky because I when I was in a proper bilingual school. I knew a little bit less English than the rest, but when I was in a non-bilingual school, I was the only one who spoke English. And huh. in Mexico, as some schools, even if they're not bilingual, they did give you, not all of them, but some of them do give you a little bit of English, I guess as a life skill or something. So in, in those classes, I was like top of my grade. And then when you jump back into a bilingual school, I was like, um, I need to catch up because there's things that I'm not aware of how it's done. So, yeah, that's that was my experience with learning the, the language. But I don't attribute most of my English to my school, really. The only thing I attribute to my school is the verb to be and knowing that adjectives come before the verb, unless unlike in Spanish. But that is not always the case either. So, again, it's just a rule that I was starting to understand, but it's not until I actually put it in practice by playing games, reading comics, and speaking with Americans that I started uh, making it more of an automatic thing actually i wanted to ask you because you mentioned earlier in today's episode that you 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 had to translate in your brain since you moved to the uk constantly i noticed that i don't longer translate stuff like when i hear oh, no. english my brain immediately understand it because it, it used to be like that like it used to be that i listen to something and then because i know what it means i have to translate it into what it means and then process it but that changed even before coming to the UK. Like there was a moment in which I just understood automatically English when it was spoken to me. No, 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 no. I, I had that as well from before. Uh, I think what I was referring more to, it was more around um, like nowadays I go on the street, right? And it doesn't, for me, it's natural to hear others speaking in English. Whereas I think that when I came here, it just kind of took me out of it. it it's kind of like yeah. I had to no, make a little bit understand. more extra effort, not to, yeah. to learn or anything, but it just wasn't what I was used to. It, yeah, just, no, completely. I mentioned it last different. episode that because it was in English, I actually, even if I didn't want to, I was paying oh, attention. Yeah. Precisely, and it, 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 that's exactly how it was for me as well, at least uh, in the in the beginning, uh, definitely. But is there any part of the English language that you struggle with particularly? Yes, with past tenses, I hate them. Till this day, sometimes I still say didn't, and then the verb in negative form, when you oh, shouldn't, because yeah. when you add did, it's already the, in, the, the, in the past. So mm -hmm. I say, for example, I didn't swim. Like, not that, because that sounds awful, even saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, wow, what, a, but, what a, an extreme example. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I went with the with the worst case scenario. But sometimes it still happens. Yeah. And oh, another thing that I noticed for me is that, for example, I'm, my mom asked me, like, how can I say this in English? And I say it. And then she's like, what about this? And I completely block out. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I already said it in a way. I cannot think of any other way of saying it. It's very weird. Mm. Or, or she's saying, how can I say this differently? And she already wrote it. And there are some mistakes, but because I'm reading it and I understand what she's trying to say, because I'm also seeing it in Spanish, I cannot properly correct it. It's very weird. I don't know why that happens, but it's very intriguing. I'm like, I, I don't know. Or I say something <laughs> and she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, I was, but now you question me. So go ask 
my my partner because now I'm not entirely sure so in the back of my brain there's still that piece of of knowledge that knows I'm not native you know that that is like mm, but are you sure you're sure though yeah I know what you mean um can I just can I just do a call out for like just in general British people you know they can get some bad rap but I have to say like I I never felt like I never had people scowl at me or thinking less of me maybe, maybe they did it in their own heads but I never had someone call me out for using uh, broken English or for uh, using or you know using words that I shouldn't be using or anything people have always been extremely polite extremely accepting even if I at any point completely butchered the entire English language people would be like yeah no I I understand what you mean they, they wouldn't even say anything I, I just that, love it they go out of their way to say you speak very good English it's oh, so yeah. weird they're like, it's, no, you're, you're speaking amazingly. I can understand everything you're saying. It's like, no, stop. Like, oh, wow. I don't know how to speak. Stop saying that I know how to speak. I don't. Correct me. I want to speak properly. <laughs> well, it, this is something that I was going to, again, go a little bit ahead. But it's, it's so different versus Americans. Obviously, I don't know how Americans are inside the country because I, no, I don't have that experience. But working in call centers, man, the racism you get is astonishing. Like, I could be speaking with a customer, perfectly fine, full 20-minute conversation, then someone speaks Spanish in the background, the customer hears, and all of a sudden it's like, wait, where are you from? Or where are you located? I'm like, Mexico? And they're like, oh, no wonder I could understand you. And from that point, magically, they don't know what I'm saying. It's incredible. <laughs> no, really, it happened more than once. It's like, oh, of course. That's why I'm having so much difficulty understanding what you're saying. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> like, you're, we're having a perfectly fine conversation. And so the racism is incredible. And again, when I came here and everyone was like, some people were even praising me like, wow, you have such good vernacular. Like, there are so many words that you speak that a lot of natives wouldn't know. Because I remember I said something of, are you really that good of a person or is it just a facade? And someone was like, you know facade? Like, that's not a very common word. I come to find out later that it is. But it's not the first time that I got in that type of comments. Like, oh, you have such a good lexicon. And it's like, I mean, thank you. But I don't think I have that much. That, like, I don't think my pool of words is that much deeper than actual natives. You'd be surprised. Does, has that happened to you? Yeah, it has, and, and uh, you'd be surprised because I think one of the advantages of, of being multilingual is that you can actually borrow a lot of words from one language to another. Like, you're talking about facade. Don't facade tell us secrets, not... man. Sorry? No, you're, you're, ru you're ruining the secret. <laughs> <laughs> um, really, a lot of people are like, how do you know that word? And I'm like, because like, it's the same in Spanish. I'm just translating it and hoping it works. Exactly, exactly. And like, even facade. Facade is not an English word. It's, it's not. I mean, it is, but it's a borrowed word. It comes from French. And you have a similar word in Portuguese, which is fachada, which means like the exterior of a building. So you can kind of like in your head, you can, it's kind of like a puzzle. So you go like, well, I know that it's similar to French. And in Portuguese, we have fachada, which means like the external layer. So it's basically, if you're putting up a facade, you're putting up an external layer. And it kind of all makes sense in your head, you know, but it's like even facade, it's not a typical 
uh, English word. Um, so there's a lot of that that goes on and, and it makes up for a very complex vocabulary and uh, a rich vocabulary as well, just by having multiple languages. Um, but it's interesting what... the fact yeah, that we learn... Oh, sorry. No, go, go ahead and then I'll say it. No, 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 no. You go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. Then. Thank you. Thank you. We're so polite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it also helps the fact that we both learn American English because they also have very different words. Like, I remember coming here and saying, hey, they're like, where can I go and buy pants? And people are like, you didn't ask that just straight off the bat. I'm like, why not? I need some new jeans. And they're like, oh, trousers. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 no, tr I don't need trousers. I have enough boxers. And they're like, no, no, no. Trousers are on the outside. Pants are on the inside. I'm like, oh, well, that's different where I learn it. Again, the trash can, corner shop, faucet. Right now I became British and now I'm already saying the bin, the lift. But it, when I first came here, it was very jarring saying all the things that I was saying, according to Brits, wrong. Because... <laughs> If they have something, again, not in some to lend anyone, but as much as they are polite, if you speak American English, that's when they get upset. You can butcher the language and it's fine because you're trying. But if you speak <laughs> American English, oh no, you messed up. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's true, that's true. Uh, I've, I've had similar experiences in the past as well. Uh, but it's interesting what you were saying in terms of um, job. Like I remember when I started, because I, I you know, I've also worked um, in terms, you know, as as a call center function, and uh, I I remember being extremely worried that I I would not understand people speaking on the phone. Uh, but actually, you know, because of all the different accents that people have here in the UK and everything, so I was like, oh my god, I'm I'm not going to be able to tell what what they're saying to me and I'm you know I'm, I'm going to struggle a lot with that and you know I did a little bit but then you know it was quick for me to get over it um, but it, another thing which is funny is that I also worked and I think I've mentioned this in one of our episodes I've, I've also worked at an Italian restaurant and um, when I was working in an Italian restaurant I was working pretty much exclusively with Italian people and something that happened after I had been here for like a year or two and it's very strange to me even today is that I started losing English skills because I was speaking so much with native Italians that I was starting to speak like them and yeah. I was actually I found myself like not speaking the way that I used to speak and just using their vocabulary and their way of speaking to transmit thoughts. And that was actually really strange because I felt myself losing some of the English skills that I had, you know. Nothing against Italian, you know, it was all good and everything, but it was very specific, like the way that they used to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I understand. I'm also like, what do you mean I'm not speaking good at English? I was good student. Like, <laughs> it, it does happen if you, for some reason. And actually, my mom takes the piss out of me all the time because I'm forgetting my Spanish, mate. Are you? That happens to me as well, a little bit with Portuguese. <laughs> like, in, on, and honestly, even while I was in Mexico, there were some words that I never used in Spanish that I forgot. For example, chest, like, where you, not the, the chest of your body part, but when you find a treasure chest. I oh, never yeah, used, yeah, because yeah, I, I never used that word in Spanish. All my video games were in English. So for mm. me, it's like, how do you call that? I'm like, um, compre? <laughs> like, yeah, I will be like, uh, chest, chest. Like, uh, but now I'm starting to speak in 
uh, like spanglinized words. I say something and my mom is like, no, that's not a word. You're just translating English, but badly. I'm like, oh, okay, no, my bad, my bad. So it, it, it is, does happen that I'm losing some of my my words there, or I'm using words in English when they shouldn't be. Just what we were saying that you can translate it in Spanish and hope it works. I'm doing the same but backwards, and it doesn't work. <laughs> and, and but sometimes it does. You know, I found myself being extremely lazy and saying something in Portuguese, and not immediately remembering the word in Portuguese for it, and just borrowing from English. I I, I remember like sometimes I'm I'm hanging out with like English people, and they hear me speaking in Portuguese, and sometimes they'll hear snippets in English, and they always find it extremely amusing because uh, you know it's it's like. Uh, coffin or chest or something and then I continue in another language and they're like what the hell is this what is the context <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. and how do you because you mentioned accents and actually it's completely different I was gonna ask something and then I jump back to a completely different place but anyway you mentioned accents and I remember yeah. I mean there's fudge tons of accents like there's a lot of different accents in the UK especially for a country so small it has so many different oh, yeah, accents definitely. Mm -hmm. but I remember when I was in Mexico, and for example, I was watching House MD, and there was a character that was Australian, and I always thought he was British. Like, I couldn't distinguish Kiwi, British, and and Australian. I thought they were all for Britain. And now I hear someone, and I'm like, oh, you're Australian. Oh, you're a Northerner. Oh, you're you're a Brummie. You're Liverpool. Like, I'm, I'm starting to be able to place the accents. Have you started? Have, are you able to place accents? A little bit, but I am horrible with accents. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Like you're saying that, and I've gotten better. Uh, uh, but even in Portuguese, even in Portuguese, right? I, I I've never really been good with accents. And you could tell me, you could play a clip of someone in Australia speaking, and I would probably couldn't tell you whether they were Kiwi or Australian british or you know they could tell me oh it's from this village in in england i'd be like oh okay well that's cool um yeah, i'm really terrible at it so i don't think it's because of anything else i think personally it's just really hard for me i struggle with accents <laughs> uh, okay. but there's this there are and some what about slang like. though how are what you about slang how that's what i was going to say that's prices. what i was going to say it's it's slang is where I, what i find really interesting right i came here and English people, they have such rich slang, and I love it. I I Same. love it. I love. I'm I'm here for all of it. Um, and you know, coming here, and I remember in, when I was at that puzzle shop, and someone had to explain. They, they were, I was like, "So, how are you feeling?" And they were like, "Oh, I'm knackered." And I was like, "I'm I'm sorry. You're what?" And they were like, "Oh, knackered." <laughs> uh, I said, "Well, I have no clue what that means." So he had to explain it to me. And I was like, oh, okay. And that was my first exposure to la like less common expressions or words um, in, the, uh, in the English language, particularly here in, in the UK. And I was like, okay, well, I'm all for it. You know, shortening, uh, English people love to shorten words, like uh, isn't it, to shortening it to in it, or uh, uh, like brilliant, shortening it to brill, or fab. And I love it. I, I love all of it. My personal favorite. And it's not a shortening of a word, but my personal favorite kind of slang word in the UK is cheeky. Love it. Really? Yeah, I, lo I love the word. I love the word. I love the word cheeky. I love what it means. Uh, it's my it's my favorite one. Yeah, I like cheeky too. I always call uh, nim nim cheeky. Uh, 
So I, I do love cheeky as well, especially because I don't know if it's related or not, but I, I like that it sounds like cheeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which I think it makes sense. I think like the etymology of the word or the origin of the word or the expression is because of cheeks, isn't it? I think it's like that kind yeah. of smile, etc. So I, 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 yeah, I really like it. But there's other ones that I really love, like chuffed and uh, pissed. Still gets me because for me i am very used to like pissed is i'm annoyed whereas in here it's just basically i'm drunk um, yeah and i also really like chinwag uh, i've got a friend that uses it quite often uh, oh you, what do you do oh we were just having a chinwag and like still uh, that's when i also remember the first time i heard it i was like you're having a what yeah it sounds dirty right. isn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 definitely yeah i remember the first time i i said in it i was in the in my first job and uh, uh, well a lot of people used it all the time but i one in particular i said like oh blah 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 in it and he was like yes you're saying in it i'm gonna start uh, next thing you'll say is bro it's like so so that's that's what i'm gonna get you to say next bro i'm like you didn't <laughs> get me to say in it i just learned it and started using it because everyone uses it i didn't yeah. even do it consciously but it's not like you did a master my like all this Machiavellian plot to make me say in it. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Which actually brings me to a surprise that I've got for you. Oh, which is, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, something that you're not aware of, but we're actually going to play a little game now. Okay. Okay. So okay. what it is, what it is, is I'm going to tell you some British expressions or words, and you're going to tell me what the meaning of those words is. Maybe you oh, already like know them. It. Maybe you already know them. Maybe you already know all of them or just some of them. But I want to test it. I want to test it. I want to see how much yeah. you know in terms of the mistake. So I like it. I like you it. Ready? Bring it up. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is a cock up. So if someone tells you, oh, you know, this has been a cock up, what do they mean? Uh, a kerfuffle? What, what do you mean by a kerfuffle? Like, well, uh, like it's, it's, it's been a mess. It's been... Yeah. yeah. Okay, Essentially, cool. yes. It's basically a mistake. So that's one point. So we've got another one. That was a one. pure guess, though. I didn't know. It was just me well, guessing. Context is important. Context is important. So what's these? The second one is, if someone tells you, oh, I'm miffed, what do they mean? Miffed? Yeah, miffed. Tired? Nope. Ah. What is it? You get another try. Okay, okay. Miffed. Not tired. Um, oh, I'm miffed. Um, uh, could be like excited. Nope. It ah. is annoyed. Oh, I'm I miffed, miffed right now that I didn't get it. Yeah, Very exactly. Miffed. Okay, so it's one nil. So next one, um, or one 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 equal, I guess. Ah, doesn't matter. So you got one. Uh, next one is poppycock. What is poppycock? Oh, yeah, I know that. That's poppycock. That's the same as porkies, isn't it? It's just... Oh, no, that's a bunch of poppycock. Is your... You're you're pulling my leg, aren't you? You're lying to me. It's basically... Yeah, sort of. It's kind of like nonsense that you're just talking Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. I, I knew that. I knew that. Perfect. So that's two. Uh, two out of three. Not bad, not bad. Uh, the next one... What is whinging? Oh, when someone is whinging is when they're just like nagging, but not nagging as in 
bothering you it's just like oh this is so boring oh this is so tiring oh this is so far away it's like oh stop whinging yes exactly it's basically whining or moaning yes brilliant Get it, son. so that's Get it. that's three out of four that's really really good next one what if someone tells you um okay so you do that and then bob's your uncle oh that's that bob's your uncle and uh, sally's your aunt it's yeah. done I... bob's your uncle sally's your aunt done yeah done pretty good oh i thought this was going to be a little bit harder uh, and another one that i loved and there's a there's a funny reason why um what is gobbledygook what gobbledygook. i have no idea gobbledygook gobbledygook, gobbledygook. Uh, maybe i'm saying it's wrong but it's gobbledygook gobbledygook, gobbledygook. Oh. i don't know it sounds like something silly but i I'm not, i don't know if it is it just sounds like someone something made up or something silly funnily enough funnily enough it is kind of that. So gobbledygook, or probably pronouncing it wrong, but what it is, is when there is like a lot of jargon or a lot of words that don't seem to make sense. So it's when something is just like, it, it's like a, a word that is overly complicated or a sentence that is overly complicated where it just goes like, it, it's kind of like a you kind of get the feeling that it is like a, a word scramble or a word jumble it's just like oh, okay I made up yeah, 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 a made yeah, yeah. up word it's like nonsense language or jargon um and oh, that one okay. threw me off because i literally thought the first time i saw that i literally thought that someone was taking the piss with me i thought that they were inventing yeah, well, the word. yeah, yeah, yeah the, exactly that's what i thought it's like oh this this sound sounds like you're just taking the piss so it must be that you're taking the piss <laughs> exactly i thought I, that's what i thought it was but no it is actually in the dictionary and everything and i was just like oh, okay no way <laughs> yeah um, so yeah, yeah you did very well bad, no 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 you did very very well you did very well we might uh, you know I'm, I'll, I'll think if i can throw you a, 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 another challenge but uh, but yeah you did very well so congratulations to be fair i i did have a slight and I, by slight i mean very minimum um Advantage? Oh, now i forgot i was gonna no i forgot i was the word i was gonna say but basically i did have a little bit of an introduction to british english before moving because i i liked doctor who for example and i liked guy Ritchie movies oh yeah yeah i remember you saying that so you got quite a lot of vocabulary from that, wasn't it? Yeah, not a lot, but enough that I knew certain expressions. Like, for example, if you ask me Cockney, I don't know anything. I just know that bowler is a cat, Portuguese oh, no, is no. lies, and that's it. Like, but if you ask me stuff like something blister, I know that's sister, and apples and pears is stairs, but I'm terrible at it. I, I don't know anything. No, I, I, I literally don't know anything. I literally nothing <laughs> yeah i find it interesting and fascinating but no i don't know anything but uh moving on a little bit so so here's here's something else that was a bit strange right coming to the uk and i went to the shop and i thought oh i know where you're going with this yeah i thought that you um that you had a lot of oh sorry just one second Sorry, that was on my end. Um, I thought, going to the shop, I thought that you had a lot of, uh, that British people had a lot of knockoffs. Because I go into the shop, right, and there's, there's some uh, crisps on the shelf. And I go like, okay, well, this looks like lace chips. And the packaging is it's the same one. 
uh, is this just a knockoff brand or something like that? And then I, I find that there's a lot of brands that in the UK, they just change, uh, they, they just change uh, the way that they are spelled. So Lay's here is Walker's. Uh, I know the story behind that. And I, and the oh. only reason, yeah, the only reason why I didn't know it was a knockoff is because something similar happened in Mexico. So in Mexico, we had this brand of crisps very popular it was like the bag of crisps it's called sabritas and then uh, pepsico or coca-cola co i don't remember which of the two bought it so they changed the whole design but they kept the name and then yeah, exactly. when i went to the states i realized like hey it's the same thing but here it's called lace and my mom explained to me the thing is when a company purchases an already established brand they don't want to change the name because they will lose some of the clientele because they were married to exactly. the brand. So what happened is that they bought Walkers and they changed the design to make it the same everywhere, but the name is still Walkers. The same with Lynx. It was a perfume, Axe bought it and they kept it as Lynx, but everywhere else we know it as Axe. Exactly, and the same with the, with the car as well, Vauxhall uh, versus Opel, because um, Vauxhall was a British, uh, a British car maker. So, so yeah, that makes a lot of sense, but it was, it was very strange coming here, because even like in Europe, you go to anywhere in Europe and it's always Axe, it's always Opel, uh, it's always Lays, and then it's only in the UK that it's different, and there is a reason for it, but I still found it really strange when I came here. Yeah, uh, but there, well, there's also... I, it, it was funny because there's the whole reputation about people who use Axe body spray. And I kept making these jokes about people using Axe body spray and everyone was like, what are you talking about? And it wasn't <laughs> later that I realized that here is not called Axe body spray. And I'm like, oh, okay, I need to, I need to, uh, 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 well, basically, like, I forgot how you say it, but make, localize, there we go. I need to localize my banter now. Yeah, 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 precisely. Uh, there's a funny story about that, actually. Uh, a little bit of a side note here but um you know you know that there is a car that is um called the hyundai kona yep uh let's just say that in portuguese it's not called that and whoever knows portuguese uh, that might listen to this they will know why but let's just say that kona in portugal is something uh that is it like is... coño in spanish uh yes but it might be worse uh so oh, let's just say okay. let's just say that uh it's uh, it's not it wouldn't be acceptable for a brand of car to have that but that's just a side note that i that i just remembered um other things that are interesting about um the different languages is um uh false friends do you, do you know false friends no i have no idea what a false friend it sounds like a a, a bad mate yeah, no. So false friends are when you have words in two different languages that because they are similar, you kind of assume that they are going to have the same meaning and you kind of like you, in your head you translate it, uh, but it actually it doesn't really make sense. So one example of it is, uh, for example, alumnus in English language is when someone has left their place of education so oh, they're an, yeah. an alumnus they're an alumnus of that place whereas in portuguese uh, an alumnus or a alunu uh, which is a similar word uh, it means that they are still studying in that place yeah same you say soy un alumno de esta escuela which means i am a student of this school yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 
It, it's something very similar. It's not a, a I know what you mean now with false friends. It's it's funny. It's like, um, for example, here I, they the rocks. Another way of rock is a carpet. And in yeah. Mexico, the things we use to put things like papers in between it, like a folder, we call it carpeta. So you could think you're talking about the same, but you're not. But something that I don't know if it's to classify a false friend or not, but I absolutely hate it, is that sensible and sensitive are backwards in Spanish. So in yeah. Spanish, someone sensible is someone who is very in touch with their emotions or whatever the case may be. And someone who is sensato is someone who is very, like, takes the right decisions and it knows what to do. And here's the other way around. Here, sensible is someone who knows what to do. And sensitive is someone who is very in touch with their emotions. And I absolutely hate it. It does my nodding. That's another British expression. Does my nodding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's, 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 it's the same in Portuguese with sensible and sensitive as well. Um, uh, but another one that also throws me out, uh, there's a couple of them actually that I want to mention. One is because you just said like the, the carpeta, but in Portuguese actually um, the way you say a folder is uh, pasta. Uh, so, oh. which is very strange as well. Isn't yeah, it? that is very confusing. So how do you guys call actual pasta? Like spaghetti? Uh, and... uh, massa. Oh, weird, because in Mexico, masa means dough. So when it's which not is cooked, also, Yeah, yeah, which is the same in Portuguese as well. You can also use it for that. Okay, and weirdly enough, just changing a little bit of the, of the subject here, did you know that there are studies that say that you have a different attitude or personality when you speak in a different language? Stories. Well, I don't know about stories, but I think I think it's no studies. Yeah, so oh, a studies. clinical study. Yeah. Now there you go. Another one for the uh, language bingo. Not understanding what someone else is saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. You can you can really tell. I think I think I have a different personality. Not too much different, but I think uh, my personality changes when I start speaking Portuguese for sure. Yeah, I'm much goofier in Spanish. If you can believe that, like. I'm not I'm, sure I can. Yeah. No. It, but it's true, man. I'm. I'm more, um, I don't know how to explain it, but it, I think it is goofy. Like, it's just, it's it's different. I, I am more uh, no-nonsense when I'm speaking in English. I don't know if it's because of how the language is um, formed or it's simply because I had to think a lot harder when I was first starting to speak it because it wasn't my native language. So it just became ingrained in the personality. But yeah, uh, there people have slight variations in personality when they speak another language. And that happens if you speak two, three, or four. Each language you speak will be uh, slightly different. To the point that, for example, if I'm annoyed, I speak in English. Huh, that's interesting. Um, I think for me it's slightly the opposite. I think in Portuguese I'm a lot more serious. Whereas in English, I'm a lot goofier and I, I'm a lot... Of, and this is going to sound a bit of a cliche, but I think I'm more sarcastic when I'm speaking English. I think I am. Um, there's, there's definitely a bit more of a dry humor when I speak in, in, in English than when I'm speaking in Portuguese. Um, and it's not only personality, like writing in a different language also unlocks different memories. Like if you're speaking... I remember there was someone, uh, some Russian person who... Um, they wrote some 
about an event and they wrote it in English and then they wrote it in Russian and they found that when I started writing it in Russian even though it was the same event just because it happened while they were in Russia they they unlocked different memories um, and he published some study about that or some some of his experiences around that so it, it changes your memories and it makes sense doesn't it like like mandarin it's all about symbols and symbology uh, so it unlocks different parts of your brain um, when it comes to different languages even here it's like japanese they focus more on the material when they're talking about adjectives english focuses more on the size when they're talking about uh, when they're you know categorizing things so if you're speaking in an English that um, in a language that always talks about the size of an object first then your your personality and what you're thinking is going to focus more on the size rather than the material yeah yeah no I, I completely get it it's it is very uh, interesting how the work uh, your brain does affects how it interacts it that was a very convoluted way of saying it's weird how depending on what you're doing how you act yeah definitely definitely it's uh for me it's a little bit strange because you were saying about using w certain words in english and it's it's hard because like saying things like in it or bruv or anything or mate even uh, although mate is a bit more generalized sometimes i feel like if I say those things, are, are English people going to think that I'm trying to be pretentious and sound like them when I, in fact, I don't belong? There's a, there's a difficult sense of, um, of identity when I'm trying to, like, I, I don't want to pretend that I'm British because I'm not, I'm not, at least not at the moment. So I don't want to pretend that I am, but I want to use expressions that other people use because I've, I live here uh, so sometimes for me it does make it hard in terms of like what is my identity and what can I say or not and you know I, I've got some friends and I've used some expressions that some English expressions uh, before and uh, like in it or, or, or expressions like that and um, I remember like they go like oh you you've never said that before oh it's the first time you're saying that and I go like well now I feel self-conscious about it I'm, yeah yeah maybe in front of you and also now I feel self-conscious about it so maybe next time I won't say it because yeah. uh, because now now I'm going to feel that I'm purposefully saying instead of thinking oh it's coming naturally because you've pointed out that I've never said it before I'm going to feel self-conscious and I'm going to think that I you know that I that, that I'm trying to force it so I'm not going to say it yeah. um, which is a bit weird which is where it comes all in terms of the identity and stuff well I have a, a serious problem with that because I don't think I mentioned it before in the podcast, but maybe I have. But I have ADHD, so one of the oh, you things. Oh, definitely have. Yeah. Okay. There. Well, I don't remember because I have <laughs> ADHD. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But one one of the things that ADHD does is that we mask. And I was telling oh, you yeah. before the yeah I was telling you before what masking means, but basically yeah. is when we subconsciously try to hide or the things that makes it obvious that we're not quote-unquote the same as everyone else so that means that un unconsciously when i hear a very thick accent i imitate it it's not on purpose mm. it can happen while i'm watching tv like my partner tells me all the time he's like oh you've been watching this show 
or you're starting doing that, or I, I go and hang out with a friend who is from the north, and I come back and I'm speaking like an obvious fake, because it's I'm not like copying it 100%, I'm not at some kind of superhero with the superpower or anything, but I am imitating it. So if people don't know, they can even assume that I'm taking the piss, but I don't, and I don't even, I don't even do it on purpose, it's just something that happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's very weird because I don't notice when I'm doing it. Someone else has to tell me like, "Oh, you're you're speaking in the accent, like you're you're speaking in full Irish or full Scottish," or, and I'm like, "Really? Yeah," and which is incredibly weird because when I'm consciously trying to do it, it doesn't work. Right. Okay. So it has to be something unconscious. It has to be something that you're not thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. I can see that. So we we've. We've been talking a lot about, you know, our experiences growing up and, you know, coming to a country with a different language. And I think, you know, we can definitely touch a little bit on the second part of our podcast, which is like the father's part. And, uh, you know, we have uh, each of us as a young kid um, and, you know, we're they're going to be growing up in a house that has at least two languages so how do you see that like do you, do you think how, how much do you think that you're going to incorporate because you've been to a bilingual school do you think that you would want to put them in a bilingual school so wh how do you see your 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 kid growing up and uh, Nim Nim growing up in uh, as a bilingual uh, person for me it's very important that she speaks Spanish like very very important I, I want her to know her identity and to I mean obviously I would love if, if she could appreciate it but I'm not gonna force her to but I do really want her to learn Spanish not only because of where she comes from but because it's a very useful tool really but in I regards agree. to in regards to putting her in a bilingual school I'm not sure I mean if it's not incredibly expensive then yeah maybe but the reason why I'm not sure is because I'm really, really sure she's going to have ADHD. So if she already knows Spanish because she speaks it at home, going to school and going to Spanish lessons where they're teaching her something that she already knows is going to be hell. It's going to be horrible. So I don't want to put her through that. If anything, right. maybe she can save it for the GCSEs and have an easy class that she can just show up, show up and disassociate and not do anything. But I, it's not very important for me in regards to the official education in school. I have, I'm banking on the fact that my mom lives with me. So she's going to be constantly speaking in, in Spanish with her. And she's going to make her so that Nim Nim speaks Spanish back. Because something that happens a lot, especially to uh, sons of, like American born sons of Mexicans, is that they understand Spanish. But they never they speak it speak because it. they speak, mm. yeah, because they speak to their parents in English and their parents understand them well enough. So they actually can't speak Spanish. They, they can understand it perfectly, but they cannot speak it. And I don't want that to happen in this case. So it is very important for me that she knows uh, everything regarding the language. And we're already taking actions into it. Like, for example, when we watch Winnie Pooh. We live in an era that we are luckily and en enough advanced that I can switch to Latin American Spanish, so she can s hear the cartoons how I would hear it, so she can hear the cartoons speaking it. And her mom sometimes mentions a word of Spanish here and there. And again, my mom and I speak in Spanish only Spanish to her, so it is very important for me. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, 
I do have certainly an advantage in that, which is that both me and my wife were going to, you know, both of us speak the three languages, so and we can switch between them. So what it is is that I think like it, it, it is it can be harder in your case, for example, because I don't think that your partner speaks Spanish or not that much at least. No, she um, doesn't. Yeah, so it, it does become a bit harder in that sense because, you you know, when you speak with your partner, you're going to be speaking English. So she goes like, oh, daddy's speaking in English, so I can exactly. speak in English. So exactly. that's kind of, that can be a bit tricky. But um, but in our case, it's going to be like, we speak Portuguese to one another, we speak Spanish. Well, I don't, if there's other people around, I'll speak Spanish. But uh, generally speaking, we're going to speak Spanish with, uh, with one another or English when other people are around. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to try to focus on that quite a lot. And it's funny that you mentioned the Winnie the Pooh because I was just thinking that, um, you know, kids tend to rewatch the same films and the same content so many, 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 many many times um and i'm thinking like if if um if uh, nico is uh, watching a film and he says oh, okay i want to watch it again i'll go like okay you're going to watch it again but you're going to watch it in a different language now oh i don't want yeah, to yeah, yeah. like you want to watch it that you're going to watch it in a different language now so that's what it is so we're just going to cycle through that also for my for the sake of our sanity you know otherwise yeah. just hearing the same thing all over all over it's going well, to be quite uh, we quite have the advantage different. that we are friends so that means that nim nim and nico can speak at least spanish true. with someone else outside of their family which can also make a big difference because sometimes you're absolutely this, right you love your family but they're your family you don't like it's weird it's dumb and I, I admit that I, I did this when I was a teenager, but for example, my mom will tell me something and I will be like, yeah, no, I know it's true, but you don't internalize it. And then a friend says it and you're like, yeah, man, that's so true. Like, that's so deep. <laughs> and my mom's like, have you telling you that for two years, you nincompoop? So it's, I think it's going to be the same with language. It's like, yeah, I know it, but it's just my family. I don't really need to learn it. But if they have a friend around the same age who can say around the same things, I think that's going to help a lot, you know? I agree. I agree. But I'll tell you what weirds me out. Okay. Weirds me out that I'm going to have my son and he's going to have a British accent. Like a proper, yep. a proper yep. British accent. It freaks me out. Because it's like I'm so used to like my family having an accent. But if I suddenly have a son who is my family and he has a completely British accent, I think it's going to freak me out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, same. Well, I, I have the, uh, in that case, I'm backwards than you. I have the advantage that I live with a native British person. So I'm used to hearing British English That's true. all the time That's in my true. household. But the moment that Nim Nim speaks Spanish with a British accent, I'm going to be like, the fudge? Like, what the hell is happening here? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I, I'll tell you what I really like. I really like that we have finally been able to uh, touch on the subject of um, of our kids. Um, I feel like it's it's an area we that we have developed. Yeah, yeah, we've reached that point. We've reached that point. Um, what are we um, going to talk about next week? I think next week is uh, another interesting topic, isn't it? What places in the UK we visited and our impressions of them? Yes, indeed. That's that's what we were gonna. Well, what we are gonna. Uh, talk about next episode uh localist uh localist yeah i was gonna speak in spanish oh there you, you go another one hey another bingo look i think like we need to revisit this episode re-listen to it and just go how many times on an english language episode did we screw up yeah i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna start language. like if this was a video i will put a counter in the corner like ding ding 
But, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're Put gonna it, talk about uh, places and locales. There we go. It can be used. There, there's not a fake friend that <laughs> that we we have visited. Our impressions about the country. Uh, so yeah, the, the stay tuned for that. You're gonna be able to listen to that straight away. And uh, for my part, I this has been all. As always, we can be found on social media with the tag foreigners and fathers and we're going to be in every social media that we can so if you're in one just search and if we're not there it's because it's not uh, one that we use uh, you can always write to us we still don't have the email but it will be on the episode notes because when this go live we will have it set up so don't you worry about that write to us about your experiences things that you would like us to talk about if you disagree with something uh, that we have said maybe there we can make like an episode in which we can share all the things that are not the general experience because we're just two guys but if we hear that the That's majority true. of people have had different experience i'll be more than happy to make a clarification for that i uh, it's time for uh, my shameless self-plug of the week i have uh, <laughs> twitch i have been streaming regularly because new father life is a little bit hectic but it's at mariachi viking uh, so if you want to pass around and say hello that'll be appreciated and any uh, important things of note or any sources that would think pertain to today's episode will be also on the show notes thank you very much Bernard. it was lovely speaking to you again yeah it's my, my pleasure thank you for for taking the time of your day to have this conversation with me and i'll see you next week see you next week have a good one bye you too. bye